Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. Very happy to be talking with Christy Warren today, who is our co-author of Trauma to Triumph. It's so wonderful to see you today, Christy. It is so great to see you, and I'm just so happy to be a part of this project with you. It's been wonderful. Oh, great. Yes, it's been wonderful to work with you, too. So for people that haven't heard of the book yet, so our book is Trauma to Triumph, Stories of TBI Survivors and the Vital Role of Post-Acute Care. It's a book that we brought together with the help of the Hobble Jog Foundation, which has a mission of getting people post-acute care um, that have suffered from TBIs. Because in our country, there's great care right immediately to save people's lives. But then when it goes, um, what I learned from doing this project was that after people's lives are saved from getting to that stable place to really thriving is there might be some gaps in that. So we wanted to share resources, um, what has worked for people to help people get um, not just to be surviving every day, but to getting to this triumphant place. So Christy, what drew you to be part of this project with us? You know, I think that it's twofold. I think that there is such a need for outreach among the TBI community to help with post-acute care. And I think it's really to spread hope that something good can come out of a really terrible situation. And it takes work, but it's such a process. And I think that spreading knowledge and people's story it is vital and there's such a need for it. So I'm really excited that I was chosen to be a part of it. Yes. And I love your story in the book and the title of your chapter is an unexpected gift. Yes. Um, when I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that we all, have experienced being really excited about a gift and then opening it like what is this and then it turns out you know like I got wooden um utensils and I was really excited and but at the same time it was just like kitchen utensils but now they're my favorite thing ever and so I think that when you get something unexpectedly it almost makes it better and it's taken me years to come to this place but when you struggle, you're literally hit in the head, um, your life changes and you go through some really dark times, at least I did. But what I've learned coming on the other side of it, that it was probably a gift to my life and I like myself a lot better than I did before my accident. Um, I struggle with speech and I have a lot of symptoms and it's a struggle every day, but I am grateful for the struggles and I'm grateful that I have support and I've been able to find resources that have really helped me. Mm. So I like sharing that whole idea of an unexpected gift because you don't think of a brain injury as a gift. Certainly not. Right. <laughs> um, and it took me a long time. And and I think that working on the book has helped that as well, just um, working through a lot of the struggles and reflecting on that. But just because you struggle in life doesn't mean that you can't come out of it a better human. Mm. So, And I, what I love about your chapter is that despite the title, Unexpected Gift, you don't yeah. sugarcoat anything. 
not prettying it up. You're not like, Every, oh, it was everything's so great. Like you really shared about the struggles and how it, what, how hard it was to find a doctor that you matched with and, and synced with, right? Um, you talked about that. And I think that's important for people that have been through a TBI, that have experienced a TBI or someone that they know and love has, that they can hear that connection and, and know that somebody else has gone through that. Yes. And that there's, there's, there is a hope, there is a path. Through um, it. Through it, right. <laughs> you know, I'd never sugarcoat anything. Um, I'm pretty upfront and uh, give my opinions and whatnot, even through the speech problems I've had. But I think for me, there's a point at which if someone's spreading hope, you don't want to hear that everything is rosy. At least I don't, because it has taken so much work and so much heartache. But shying away from being so upfront and not sugarcoating it, I think is important to those who could really be helped by stories like that. And um, that was important for me. I mean, it was a process writing through it and, and, you know, sharing so much of myself. It's hard being so vulnerable sometimes, but I think it's important to the story. And I think that, yes, I come out of it much more positively, but I don't want to shy away from how hard it was as well. I mean, right. yes, it, it can elicit some emotions and in me, it certainly elicited a lot. Um, but I think it's important just to write from who you are and tell your story. If you're going to commit to it, commit. I loved working with you on the chapter because I think at one point you had like two versions, right? Did. You have like two, you're like, here's one version, here's another. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had like the really raw version of yes. you know, my uh, more emotional, but we wanted to focus on the resources. So we took that version. Um, <laughs> they were both fine, but um, yeah, it, get, it got pretty raw, but I'm really proud of the fact that I wrote through it and could at least get it out, even though if that's the version we didn't share. So TBD, who knows? What <laughs> exactly. And I, so, and you know, as I work with people in sharing their stories and writing, it's so, can be so cathartic to write that raw version of it or to you know, write any version of it, there can be many versions because we experience and feel different things. We can sometimes feel completely conflicting things as we're yes. going through things. So there can be very wildly different versions and all of them have a purpose for writing and for moving, kind of moving out of our mm -hmm. bodies. Anything else you want to share about the experience of writing the chapters? You said it was challenging to get it. It was. Um, digging deep and really looking at your life, it can be humbling and is, especially after my TBI, I'm extremely in touch with my emotions. <laughs> um, and as I wrote in the book about therapy and hitting my head, trying to get words out and things like that, reliving some of those moments was incredibly difficult, um, incredibly humbling but very cathartic as well. And I think that um, when you hold a mirror up to yourself, that is a very, very hard thing to do. And, um, but I think what I tried to get across is that if you are brave enough or if you are low enough that you need to hold a mirror to yourself to get through, um, you can come out of it shining. And I think that's a hard lesson for so many people who are so low. And 
I still struggle with that as well, but writing through it really helped, really, really helped. Um, it also helped just give myself credit for where I was. Um, the fact that I can now be interviewed and I haven't stopped speaking yes. is a huge win. Um, it's, it's huge to look back on where I was and how hard it was and, and be proud of myself. And I think that's something that the writing process definitely helped. And, um, and so it's good. And even right now talking about it, I think it's, it brings me a source of pride is how hard I had to work and, um, you know, how far I've come. So I'm really proud of myself. Yes. Deserve to feel proud of yourself. And, um, yeah, and that can be such an inspiration for anyone that is feeling how like a weight on their shoulders or how hard it is to push themselves to do whatever the therapy is they have to do that day or whatever the, the conversation is they have to do that day, whatever the thing is, that it can be worth it through it, right? There's a yes. lot of um, wisdom and gold and um, gifts within it. Yes. Um, Right. And um, you can get to a place of communicating very incredibly well. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I was doing therapies and I was on the board, on the bed shaking, and then I'd have to go to speech therapy and I could barely get out the word what you can, you can still hear a little hesitation. Um, it, you know, and I'd have to practice my coffee order and people would, you know, think I was intoxicated and all of these things and now to look at it and that you know I'm working with someone like you and the Hobble Jog Foundation and the other nonprofit that I work for it's just been such a journey and I think when you're in the midst of a struggle it's really hard to think that something positive can come from that I know that I mean you'll read that in my chapter um crawling on the ground is not a fun experience. And I can assure you, I was not thinking that I would come out of it smiling so much. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's just so much goodness in the world. Um, and I think the beauty in the struggle is when you can push through and you find yourself more resilient and um, humbled and humility isn't a bad thing. And for me, I just want to share that with others. Um, and so this is one step towards that you know, actually getting it out there to the public. So thank you for doing that and continuing to do this. And I know we picked a part we did. for you to read that even when I mentioned it, I started crying. Thinking I'm, a, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> we'll see if we get through it. <laughs> okay. Can you share? It? <laughs> okay. This is, uh, this was in the midst of my second year. So that'll give you perspective and how how far out are you now from the how many now years? almost four years yep okay yeah so you know I'm I'm thoroughly done with dealing with this but this is a lifelong situation <laughs> over <laughs> <So> it <laughs> I am so over it <laughs> but we can't get over things sometimes and that is just life so that was like my whole purpose <laughs> in this okay let me read this here we are at the end of the second year, we had to write a paper about our experience at brain camp. I wrote and was asked to speak at our graduation. I was terrified. I just started speaking well again and surely speaking on Zoom with hundreds watching could not end well. Well, something beautiful happened. I spoke and cried beautifully. 
I was also spoken about. They chose me as the student of the year and Kim gave this speech. I heard such amazing words about how I started with the attitude of eight weeks and out and how the vulnerability I've shown has been an inspiration of so many. I still get people discussing my speech and how impactful it was, such a blessing. In that moment, I realized something else. I was in a business before the accident that was all about presentation. For any issue I had, all I had to do was talk and present myself and I'd get a win. Now I was jobless, alone 90% of the time, with speech that was hit or miss depending on how tired my brain was, yet I liked who I was. How could I like myself so damaged and without a future I could count on? Very easily it turns out. I'd lived so long living for others and caring what they thought. I lived for the chaos that occurred and the drama that I sometimes added because I thrived in that, or so I thought. I had lived so long so angry and with an aunt chip on my shoulder. I was finally getting peace and positivity in my life all on my own. <sighs> oh my goodness, Christy. Yes. That's it such was, a beautiful uh, thing. <clears throat> it, it was hard. Um, when you feel so broken and people are disgusted by your speech or the looks of pity and that's hard. It's really hard. And you get it from people who you thought loved you. That's a, that's an, a pain that I don't wish on anyone else. But when I finally started really digging in, I realized that I didn't want to get back to the old Christie as it were. And I knew that this was a life that I could create for myself. And I wanted to create the Christie that I'd always been inside that I felt like no one could understand me. And because of that chip on my shoulder and because I had an edge and because I was always presenting. Um, and I think that, you know, God gave me the opportunity to really just crumble and build who I wanted to be. And I feel like now living intentionally and being on projects like this, it truly helps me just be Christy. And I now know who I am and I never really did before the accident. And so that's what that couple paragraphs was about. It's just, you know, it was raw. Obviously it touches a nerve, <laughs> um, but I really do like Christy these days. <laughs> I like Christy too. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool, you know? <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to, so well, first of all, thank you for doing this whole project for writing and sharing your story for pushing through all the things you need to do to get yourself well and to be well and to share your story and to be here talking with people yes thank you so much for having me and a big huge thank you to hobble jog and all they do for the brain injury community and um so i'm just really blessed thank you so much christy thank you to find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.